Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. Hello, Degenerates. Welcome back to another fine uh, episode of Degenerates Clubhouse. Episode 39 by my count. Aaron, how are you today, sir? Doing pretty good. How's your weekend been so far? It was. I, I liked. Uh, we went on a hike yesterday. That was good. Yeah. We and we also and watched fights later in the day. Mm-hmm. That was. That was not. There's some good fights. Yeah. Good, but uh, was a little bit bummed to to not see some improvement from a fighter that I've been rooting for. But you know what? It happens. It's life. You move forward. No big deal. And then you know, hopefully, the highlight, the capstone, the shining gem of the weekend. Is this very podcast that we're recording right now? <laughs> I know, listeners. I'm ex- I'm excited. I, we're gonna have to find out together if this lives up to its full potential. I don't know. For me, so far, the highlight. And again, we don't know what's gonna happen in this episode yet. I know we have a rough outline of what we're gonna talk about. But uh, my highlight so far, dis- discounting the episode that we're recording, the hike was awesome. I liked Apex. It was a fucking beautiful weekend. I think we had like 70s and 80s degree weather. Uh, Friday and Saturday it was actually fucking kind of almost dare I say hot and just yeah the skies were clear all week all weekend yeah I liked I liked Apex it was cool I enjoyed it at some point we will have to go someplace a little bit more off the beaten trail I mean yeah. Apex is very close to where, where we live and the downside of that is it's also very close to where a lot of other people live yeah so for me I'm used to going uh, I, you know, I, I usually, when I'm going by myself, I'll hike during the weekdays, like lower traffic times. And I'm not used to seeing, you know, uh, people crossing our paths every minute, every 30 seconds, it felt like sometimes. So I, I like to get out and be a little bit more solitary in nature, you know, feel like I'm out, out in the wilderness. I was okay with the, the, the foot, the people traffic. I, I, what was annoying was the fucking mountain bikers, but you know, what the hell? I mean, they just... Most of them just don't like you said it. They most of them just don't have like uh, courtesy. Like they're the the few like hardcores. You know that they're courteous and they move out of the way and all that. But there's like a there's like a lot of idiots that just they go out to, on their mic, mountain bike like once every six months and they think they're mountain bikers and they don't know the, the etiquette and all that shit. But whatever. It, it's funny. I feel like this is a it's just a life lesson in general. The mountain bikers that you can tell have done it a lot more, we'll, we'll all sincerely thank you for getting out of the yeah, way. Yeah, like, yeah. you'll step out and be like, oh, thank you. You have a great day. Because yeah. they, they also are aware it's fucking annoying. <laughs> You're yeah, like, yeah. I'm just trying to walk up this hill and this dickhead in a bike is barreling down at me. And the guy, the guys who are a little bit more, more savvy and courteous, uh, you know, they'll slow down so you don't fear for your life. Uh, and then... You know, they'll say thank you, and they'll also tell you that you know that no one's coming behind them, so you you know that some other maniac's not going to come flying around the curve in a second. So it it does make a big difference. But like I said, we're we're just scratching the the surface of the the trails. I mean, we're just yeah. doing these little foothill park systems that are are close where there's going to be a ton of people. There's way cooler views and stuff deeper into the mountains. If I could, uh, I would hike like every day. But you know, being that I'm working Monday through Friday, can't do that. But um, we I didn't have like it, like living in LA you don't have access to to like places where you could hike I guess in Whittier you can hike the the Whittier Hills but that's like nowhere near as fun 
and scenic for sure. Like over there, you're just like, oh, great. You get to see more houses when you're to- when you're on top of the, the hill or whatever. It's just, and then in, in like downtown LA, you'd have to go like really far to find somewhere where it's kind of like more nature, nature-y. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas here, like we're luckily, lucky enough where, you know, for, like even the, the ones that you see are crowded, like they're only what, like 15 minutes, 10 minutes from us. So it's like super easy, accessible and stuff. Yep. But yeah, I, I, I'm with you. We we got to go try some ones that are a little off the beaten path, a little further away. Maybe one's got to drive mm, whatever, an hour away or whatever. But on the upside, even when they are crowded, the, the most surly, unruly, crazy Coloradans are still pretty tame. Because um, it would be a whole different story if instead of, you know, Colorado men, <laughs> Colorado men, on those trails, those trails were full of Florida men. Yeah. I, would, I wouldn't even, I, I would never in a million years go down those trails if we were just encountering Florida men. They'd be coming down on their bikes, snorting meth, everything. So on that note, Armando, what is happening this week in Florida, man? So this week in Florida, I'm going to read the headline, police. Florida men attacked family with samurai sword. <laughs> Sanford, Florida. A Florida man stabbed his parents and sister with the samurai sword early Wednesday morning. This was uh, Wednesday, the whatever, the 30th or 29th or something like that. Gary Dwayne St. Aubin Campbell. Holy shit, you got a long fucking name. 59 was arrested and charged with two counts of attempted first degree homicide and one count of aggravated battery with a deadly weapon, news outlets reported. I like to imagine that he really tried to go authentic. Like he tried to have that traditional Japanese uh, like uh, samurai hairstyle where it's sort of up in like a bun, except he was just doing it in the mirror with a, with a you know, like a Norelco razor he got at Walmart. So it's all kind of fucked up and he, he couldn't find a kimono. So he's just wearing like a, like a stained silk bathrobe. He's but wearing like, a muumuu. Yeah, exactly. But in his mind, he's like, yes, I am a traditional samurai and I have to avenge these wrongs that have been done upon me. I'm bummed out that this one is another one yet. Another week goes by where Florida man, they don't have a picture of the person. Like, I, like I'm, I'm genuinely interested in what these fuckers look like. When 9-11, 9-11, when 911 dispatchers received a request for medical assistance at a Sanford home around 1.30 a.m., the caller, later identified as Campbell, didn't provide details about what happened. According to an affidavit obtained by the uh, Orlando Sentinel, he only said, when they get here, they will find out. Police found Campbell pacing outside when they arrived. His three family members were suffering from severe stab wounds inside the home and were transported to a hospital, according to the officials. Two were in critical condition. The affidavit said Campbell first attacked his father in the living room and then went after his mother in a bedroom. His sister said she tried to intervene but couldn't. Uh, holy shit. You're fucking stabbing your parents and your sister. Investigators said Campbell admitted to stabbing his family members, telling detectives that physical abuse as a child and constant questioning and nagging as an adult prompted rage. <laughs> isn't that like everybody though? Like, aren't like, isn't that like normal for your parents to fucking nag and like, you know, I, the, maybe the physical abuse is not normal, but like, I don't know. <laughs> Gary, clean your room. You're a 59 year old man. Fuck you, mom. And I did find a picture of him, by the way. Did you? Yeah, I just texted it to you. Oh, shit. He, so he didn't go uh, samurai. He went like Buddhist monk. <laughs> wow. Holy shit. He's fucked up. So, he, so he, he's, got a, he's got a shaved head. It does look very monk-like. 
I don't know what race that man is. I cannot tell. He could just be tanned or... Yeah. I, I, it's very perplexing. So he, he's got definitely darker hair. It looks like he's got dark brown or black uh, eyebrows. Um, <laughs> he's got a big scar on his chin, kind of running from this, the, you know, the side of his mouth uh, down towards his throat. Huge, huge bags and dark circles under his eyes. And his eyes not quite pointing in the same direction. <laughs> Looks like there's a, a, a lazy left eye there. I think that would be his samurai name, Lazy Left. It's funny because uh, unrelated, but like earlier in the week, I, one of our brothers, Sanjay Das, like posted something about uh, like, uh, you know, our parents and when we were younger. And it was like basically an image of like a hand, like a handprint on someone's like backside. So apparently like they'd gotten like fucking hit by their parents. And I replied to it, so I'm like, when we were kids, we didn't get hit with our hands. My my parents used fucking, like, belts and shit. <laughs> and he, you know, his response, something about, like, throwing chanclas or whatever. I'm like, I said, chanclas, you know what chanclas are, right? They're no. Like, like, like a sandal. like a Yes, okay. And I was like, yeah, chanclas are for wussies. My, my parents used the fucking full-on belt to fuck us up when we were out of hand. So that's the kind of physical abuse, quote-unquote physical abuse. See, you're not as smart as Gary, because if you were, you'd be like, oh... I just need to go get a samurai sword, right? and then we can stop all this. Yeah, yeah. So that that thought never crossed your mind. You're like, okay, like I'm just getting whipped with this belt, but if I just get a samurai sword, now the tables are turned. We've even the playing field, so to speak. No, I never, I never. Uh, actually, no, I shouldn't say never. There was this one time where I think I put like a fork on, like, like, uh, like I propped it up underneath the seat. My dad was gonna sit when he. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna have dinner so that he could sit on the fork and like poke his ass. That was like, ha ha, I got you back. And then there was this one time where my mom. Well, what, what, don't. How did it work out? Did he sit on the fork? He did, and then and he got pissed, and then he fucked me up or something. I don't remember, but you know, it, it was I deserved it. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, there's a time where my mom was pissed off at me for something, and she tried to like swing at me, and I dipped my head down so her like her fist like connected with the top of my head, which is like a pretty hard part. Um, so she ended up kind of hurting her wrist or her fucking, that's like, ha ha, that's what you get for trying to punch me in the head. That's, that's how you, that, is, is this why Mexicans are such strong boxers? They like learn head movement and everything yeah. <laughs> early on out of necessity. You got to learn how to bob and weave, not only your mom's fucking uh, left hook, but also like flying chanclas, you know? Wait, so, so how, wait, so how old were you when she swung at you? Oh, I don't remember. Shoot. I, I, I was probably, I was probably in double digits, but early, like or maybe 10 to 12, I would think, I imagine. It was like before high school for sure. And you still never thought to go get a samurai sword? No, 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 no. So, I mean, I guess my question is, is Gary, is he insane or is he just a next level thinker? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, insane, you know, just because his look, his look leans to, to that. It doesn't look like next level. Just because if you saw him on a Netflix show as a homicidal killer, you'd be like, this is this is a little bit too cliche. Like, yeah, obviously this guy is going to be the homicidal killer. Come on, give us a little bit more nuance and reality. Because, yeah, he, he, he definitely looks like um, he knows where a lot of bodies are buried. Where do you find a samurai sword? Because I, I used to, like, want to have, just for shits and gigs, like, I'd, I'd want to own a sword just to have, like... You know, people have them on mantles and shit. Like, they look cool. They like cool art. Uh, so I can tell you exactly where he found the samurai <laughs> sword. So there's probably some places that that have these permanently set up, but he found them at a flea market. Oh. So there's, there's uh, like, in Pennsylvania, there's this permanent flea market, I, I think. And that's the way I remember it, called Zerns. 
you know, when you're in southeast Pennsylvania, you know, Philadelphia area, kind of like uh, even suburban Philadelphia, which extends into New Jersey, you know, it's it's a much more liberal place, huge black population, like, you know, you know, very, very urban. Uh, and then very quickly, as you get more towards the western Pennsylvania, it gets super redneck, like not even very far away from Pen- mm. from Philadelphia. And that was where Zerns was. And so I went with a friend and, you know, it's just all these stalls and there's like lots of, of camo related things, camo oh, cool. Backpacks and camo boots and camo uh, this, that, and the other. And I remember, for some reason, this was when I was, I guess I, I was uh, a, fre- a freshman in, in college still. Like, I don't remember why, why I was back, but I was like, oh, I need to get, like, a, a big, like, utility knife for for reasons, you know. I'm gonna, you never know when you're going to need a big utility knife. You know what? It must have been over winter break because I put it in this, like, heavier winter coat. Uh, it was like a leather jacket I had. And it was also a heavy jacket, so I and I just forgot about it. Flash forward to, to you know, not quite a year later, when we were boarding a, a plane what? from from California. So I so I, I I must have driven it all the way back from Pennsylvania to California in this heavy leather jacket. Forgot about it, and then uh, the lacrosse team is going for like our spring for our spring break trip. It's going to be cold, you know, in on the East Coast. It was really warm on the West Coast, so I hadn't had occasion to even wear this jacket. I'm like, oh, yeah, I should pack this jacket. We're all going to the airport. I completely forget that it's in there, and I go, go through the metal detectors, and everything's just going off. I'm like, what the fuck? What did I do? Um, you know, forgetting what is in my jacket. And super extra bonus for, for this excursion was that this was not that long after 9-11. <laughs> Like, oh shit! Yeah, so so just ideal timing on my part on all fronts, and like I get pulled over. There's like guards huddling up there talking. I'm like, oh fuck, what did I do? And I remember, I think he was like the head of security or whatever. Like comes over, and he's like, son, do you know what you are and are not allowed to bring into an airport? And I'm just, I'm just like, ah, I guess I'm not allowed to bring like a weapon of any sort, right? And he's like, oh. So what would you call this? And he pulls this big fucking knife out of the jacket. I'm like, oh, jaw drops. I'm just, I'm just speechless. Like, and he's like, what were you thinking bringing this? And I'm like, oh, oh no, I, f- I, I forgot I was in there. Like, I'm from the East Coast. I'm trying to like explain to him. But, but like, look, I'm with this team. Like, we're going on a trip. So I, I brought the jacket. I, but, and, and meanwhile, all my teammates are walking by me. He's, he's like, you're with that team? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And he, he turns to... Uh, my, my one of my teammates, Brian Kelly, if you know knew him, and he goes, "Son, do you know this kid?" And he looks at me. He there's like takes a beat, and he's like, "No, I've never seen him." <laughs> he keeps, oh shit! He keeps walking. I'm like, you fucking asshole! <laughs> and uh, they took pity on me. I mean, they confiscated the knife and uh, didn't arrest me, so I was really excited about that. And I managed to get on the plane, but that was that was my my running with a, a dangerous weapon, and I guarantee you remembering back the whole point of this was aside from giant knives yes zerns had samurai swords and i i 100 guarantee that this fucker was at a zerns and uh i had a little bit more malicious intent than i did and that's where he got the samurai sword all right so we know he got a sword at zerns 59 years old still living with his parents what do you think this guy does as a profession good lord i i feel like he's he's like um, like a janitor or uh, so, something. I, I'm, I'm, look, I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna say this guy isn't a people person. Yeah. So like, not even not like a like 
there, there's janitors, you know, at um, schools or things like that, where it's actually like a pretty good position. Like you're making money, you're out in front of the, you know, the public eye, like whatever. I know the janitors in my school district made a ton of money, uh, but I'm, I'm thinking like night shift, like, or he's like a, no, probably not even night security guard. I feel, that's what I feel like. I feel like he, he's, he's like on a night cleanup crew, like just in office buildings. I was, I was thinking one of two things. He's either uh, like, you know how there's not very, there like there are very few uh, video rental stores like block. There's like no blockbusters, but like there's one. There's well, one blockbuster, but yeah. yeah. But you know what I'm getting at, like where you can go in and rent videos. I feel like he's like one of the employees at like one of the very few video rental places still in existence, or he works at like a like a peep show. He's like a peep show uh, employee or something. Like he he's the guy that mops the floors or something like that. Yeah, so a janitor or something like that. Uh, speaking of professions. We, we went to Ask Reddit and pulled out a couple questions. And this week on Ask Reddit, one of the questions was, what was your first job and how old were you? Do you have an answer? I do, but I, I actually, I genuinely don't know. I don't think you've ever told me what your first, so I actually do want to know what your first job was and how old you were. Like, I, I could see young Jaffe doing a number of things, but... Like, like steady, like regular job? Yeah, sure. Because I don't, I don't, I think the f- only steady, like, regular job I had, I mean, you were talking about where there's actual, like, an employer that hires you. Yeah. It, it would have been that one at Whittier, you know, over the summer. Where, Work study? Where, no, I was working for McMaster Car in the, the oh. warehouse. Uh, but before that, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, like, a reoccurring job. I was just there for, it was like a week or a week and a half. There was a construction company called Edifice Rex, which is a very clever title. Edifice, of course, you know, is, is Latin for, for building, like, and then Rex is king, and it's a play on Oedipus Rex, which is a little bit weird. Oedipus, uh, you know, famously killed his father and banged his mom, but, uh-huh. we, you know, whatever, you know, they're, they're like, hey, we're Latin and we're play. We're, we're, so uh, it was a lot more literary than I think most construction companies get with their name, and it was, it was my, fr- my friend had worked for them quite a bit, um, you know, it was, I don't, I, th- I think, I think the owner was like a family friend or something like that. He needed a ride and his dad, who was a little bit of a deadbeat for whatever reason, didn't want to give him a ride. And he's like, Oh, you could just get your friend Aaron to drive you and maybe they can hire him. That was what he ended up going with. Cause he's like, well, I don't think I can get there otherwise. So they, so they hired me. We were doing demolition. I didn't realize this at the time either. This was like his first big shot to actually do a project by himself unsupervised. Like he was supposed to be the supervisor. Mm -hmm. And we get there and we're supposed to basically tear down a barn. I had no idea at that point anything about construction. I didn't understand demolition. I think usually people think about it as like, yeah, there's wrecking balls and cranes and you're just knocking shit down and you got curbage and you're you know, taking a sledgehammer to brick walls. It's, it's really not like that. It's this very slow and meticulous process of like slowly taking things apart for the most part when you're doing a job like that. Like, okay, we're going to take the trim off slowly. Now we're going to pop off the roof shingles. Now we're going to take the hardware off the door. Like it, and I thought it was just wrecking shit. Yeah. So like I'm there, my buddy's just sitting there. I don't know what I think. I think maybe he hadn't seen the project before or, but he's like sitting there trying to figure stuff out. I'm like, all oh, I'm just getting it working. Fuck this. So I start, I start like trying to pull the door off. Like I have a crowbar. I'm just, you know, I didn't, uh, I don't even come with the proper tools. I didn't have work boots, which was going to come back to bite me later. Mm-hmm. And like, I think the, the homeowners saw me trying to pull the door off the hinges by like, like standing on the top step, hanging the door and jumping off of it to like pull it with my weight. And they're like, Oh fuck no. Like, and they called the owner and we're like, um, 
these boys seem very eager, but they need some more supervision maybe. <laughs> and he was so bummed because he got yanked like 20 minutes off of his first solo job. More people came and uh, the owner, this is why he's a much better manager. He's like, oh, this kid like wants to work hard. He has no idea what the fuck he's doing. So he gave me just the shittiest job where I couldn't get, I had to go up on this roof and just pop off roof shingles one by one. It's a job nobody wanted, but I was happy. I'm like, oh, someone told me what to do and gave me yeah. a tool to do it. Like, I don't know what I'm doing here, you know, and, and so I couldn't cause too much trouble. And uh, how, how old were you? Oh, so that was 17. Do you remember how much money you were making back then? Like I did not give a shit because I had my own, I was self-employed at that point and I was making thousands of dollars a month. So I didn't really care. Oh, so you had this, so that was, this was like a side hustle. This wasn't really like a, like a job job. You had your own thing where you were making other income. We, oh, you, did you forget about all this? No, no. I remember that you did some <laughs> websites, but I'm just saying that, so that the websites was your primary source of income. Doing this thing on the side was kind of like, eh. I had, for a teenager, I had stupid money yeah. to a point where I did not know what to do with it. Should, oh, so was that, you think that was my first job? Did I bury the lead? I think so. I think that was probably technically, even though. Oh, I'll, I'll, so we, we don't need to dance around it. I mean, it is what it is. It, it, I just uh, didn't know. I didn't know if it was an Excelsior topic. So <laughs> no, I so so basically, I wanted I wanted my own car. Um, we you know, and I think we've talked about this before. I did live like in a very affluent area where parents would just be like, "Yeah, we're gonna get you your." own like brand new SUV for your sweet 16 shit like that. That happened all the time. And my parents did not even want to, uh, to let me like use, use their car on a regular basis. Like, cause I remember I wanted to take a road trip for like two days and they're like, no, you can't take the car for two days. I'm like, fuck you. I'm getting a car. I wanted basically to take the shortest path possible to getting about 10 grand. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that path that I figured out was, was making a porn site. Yay. Porn. And it w there was never any actual porn on my site. It was just sort of like a traffic portal that would yeah. direct people to other sites, which was good because I, I, I think I did try to have porn for a little bit. And I realized that it's really expensive back then for all the bandwidth. And I'm like, no, that's that's plus it. it yeah. And then you have to deal with the porn and all that. So uh, I was making I was usually making between like. 2500 to 4000 a month from that. Wow. And like, I just didn't know. I was, I, I don't know what the fuck I did. I mean, so I only did that for, I guess, like a year and a half. And if I was way smarter, I would have, uh, I would have saved that money, invested it. I just blew it on stupid stuff. I did get a car. Um, yeah. That was, that was a lot of it. But to me, it was like fake money. I'm like, this was just to get a car. The, all the rest of us is just, just bonus and, this like this isn't real. Like this is ill-gotten gains, right? Like I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm not taking. I'm, I'm not like I wasn't looking. Like yeah, I'm gonna build my future nest egg off of this porn money. <laughs> but one of the parts that I still, in hindsight, I wish I'd somehow done this. That it was a pretty popular site, and I remember getting like invitations to be a VIP at the uh, the AVN Awards oh, in Las Vegas. I think it's like the adult video network yeah, or yeah, yeah. something like that. It's, it's the Oscars for, for porn videos basically. Yeah. And I remember getting that. I'm like, is this real? Like, cause I'm like six, I was 16 or something or 15. I'm like, how, how would this go if I actually went to Vegas and probably not well, but in hindsight, that would have been fucking hilarious. And if, if I had still been, you know, it, you know, early in college, 18, 19, 20, I would a hundred percent gone. But at that point, I'd shut down the the porn site because I was like, you know what? I don't I don't want to be like the kid at college that runs a porn site. Like that's 
not the identity I want to carve out for myself. That, that I don't want that to be my uh, my lasting legacy. Um, so I guess that was my first job. I thought it was the construction <laughs> job, and then I learned no, it was running a uh, fairly successful porn site. My uh, my first job, uh, I was still playing uh, football in in high school, and uh, I really just I, did, I didn't give a shit about what I did. I just it was it would have been cool to have some extra money. That was always always just a objective to ca- have a couple extra hundred bucks in my pocket. So. You know, I'd get out of football practice and I'd go to work. And my first job was at a Der Wiener Schnitzel making hot dogs, and they mostly they're known for like chili dogs and chili burgers and shit. Oh, that's great! So both of our first jobs really revolved around wieners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, yeah, I did it all. I did, I did the cashier. I did the fucking make the French fries and make the sodas and all that shit. I actually liked that job. Um, I ended up. Uh, so the the owner it was a franchise location and the owner of the franchise was this like like Mexican hardcore Mexican dude like could barely speak English his his English was like really fucked up um so bad so that like you know I remember him we were closing one night and he went to the drive through and he asked me for like a, a soft drink of some sort so I I pour him a soft drink and then he's like hey can I get a cookie too so I was like all right here you go he's, here's a cookie and because uh, he's the owner to pay for the shit. And he said something to me about dose of sugar, but he, he said dose of sugar. And I'm like, what? Dose of sugar. So I gave him like two sugar packets because I didn't know what the fuck he meant. And what he meant was like, yeah, his the soda and the cookie was his dose of sugar. But his, like I said, his accent was really fucked up. Anyway, um, I ended up uh, uh, going out dating with dating one of my coworkers then. <laughs> Uh, your, your wiener schnitzel coworker? Uh huh. One of my wiener schnitzel co- coworkers. She was the, she was the, the niece of the franchise owner. So there was like I was like really walking a, a fucking talk about walking a fine line, you know. But uh, yeah, we were banging. It was cool. The highlight to working then, like any, anytime you work at a fast food joint, you have full reign over like all the food. Like you can create Frankenstein things, like uh, items uh, off the menu. And we would make these fucking insane, like, 5,000-calorie chili cheese fries that were my favorite thing to make. Oh, so you were doing epic mealtime before yep. epic mealtime was even a thing. Yeah, dude, we would, let's see, what did, what did, there was one, like, chili cheese fries concoction that we would take French fries. This is going to sound gross, but we would take these French fries, put, uh, slather them with mayonnaise on top of the fries, and then cheese, chili, onions... We'd cut up a hot dog, Frank, and throw the hot dog on top of that, and then sprinkle some bacon bits on top of that. Um, I think we would put barbecue sauce on there. Like, we would just throw everything on these fucking things. Oh, grilled onions. But yeah, they were like, you know, I'm sure they were like a 2,000 calorie fucking chili cheese fries box, but dude, they were delicious. And because I was playing football, I could burn off the calories pretty quickly, so it didn't matter what the fuck I put in my stomach. Now, obviously, can't do that. But it was cool. That was a cool job for a while. Um, the football team, every now and again, some of the football players would go to the drive-thru and like they would like, they would buy like one combo and it'd be a car full of motherfuckers and I'd hook them all up with a meal so they'd pay like five bucks for like five or six combos. So you're using your, your Wiener Schnitzel connection to influence and make friends? No, no, no. I was already on the football team. And but so... You, but f- you're, that's what I'm saying. You're like extending your... You're like a, you're like a, like a, a politician like giving... Sure giving out some favors and, and uh, you know, to, to keep your, what is it? You keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. I guess. Yeah. 
They were, yeah. They were. I'm basically what I'm trying to construct is some sort of like mafioso uh, scenario where you're you're in charge of the the, the Wiener Schnitzel supply. Yeah, and you're oh. just you're currying favor. You're controlling people. That was me. That was me. I was the 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 Wiener hustler. The Wiener Don. The Don Wiener. Um, some of the answers on Reddit. I was 15 and was hired into our local Dairy Queen. I was fired weeks later for eating more than I sold. Awesome. <laughs> Back in the day, 15 years old, pumping gas, checking tires, oil in cars. Once it was pouring rain, go jumpstart Mrs. Smith's car. I'm 15 years old, no license. Okay, take the old 50 service truck. Okay, where does she live? Okay, how do I jumpstart the car? Jumper cables right at the truck. Okay, this answer is way too long and boring. I don't care what the fuck. I was 16 and worked at Baskin Robbins. One night, the whole crew got accused of shorting the register 40 bucks. We all had to take a lie detector test. Baskin <laughs> Robbins. What? Yeah, Baskin <laughs> Robbins don't play. We all quit. S- suddenly, my whole mafioso scenario seems a lot more realistic. Baskin Robbins, like, cracking down lie detector tests. I, you know, if uh, I heard it, if Denny's you skim, they, they'll just pour your feet into cement blocks <laughs> and they're going to hold you over the river. Who took that grand slam? Uh, Tell the truth. For 40 bucks. <laughs> Jesus, that's fucking crazy. Well. Eight years old. I sold chicken eggs in my neighborhood. Got featured on Oprah somehow. Right. Okay. S- slanging slanging uh, huevos. I was 18 and I got a job as a janitor at a grocery store. It was actually okay, but super boring. Most of the time was spent standing around waiting for something to happen. Yeah, that's enough for that question on Reddit. You know, we all have fond memories of... Because usually your first job is not a job you, you give a fuck about anyway, so you're just kind of there to collect your paycheck and get the fuck out. For, for me, it wasn't even... I was more like I saw the future of it. Because one, one of the guys that I would I work with who had another really popular porn site... Um, <laughs> Like and that was all he did. He lived off of it and whatever. But I, and I, I didn't know him real well. But we, you know, we'd communicate via email and stuff like that. And I, I knew that he lived like in a, I don't know if it was a trailer or just you know like a small house. And it was somewhere in California, but just out like in the middle of nowhere in the desert. And he was telling me, yeah, like it's great. Like there's nobody out here. I just live in this trailer. I don't Jesus. have a lot of expenses. I'm like. Oh, is this is this ghost of future? <laughs> you know, if I if I go down this road, do I end up just being you know like a a hermit, like living in the middle of nowhere, just being like, oh, like the new the new uh, you know jizz videos didn't do well. I'm gonna have to tighten up this this month on the you know food budget. I'm like, no, that's not the life I want. Fuck this. Speaking of being in the middle of nowhere, ask Reddit question number two. Society has crumbled. The apocalypse is coming to an end. That doesn't make sense. This person that wrote that question. The apocalypse is coming to an end. That's not... Anyway, I get what they're trying to say. Yeah. And it is time to rebuild. You stumble across a group of people who are setting up a village. What is your role or job in this new world? I'm going to let you answer that because I got to go pee pretty bad. This one's a, a little bit tricky because uh, it seems like there's you, you need like nuts and bolts skills to uh, rebuild after the apocalypse, right? Like you want... Engineers, you want people who who understand uh, irrigation systems and all that sort of stuff. And I have some of that actually. Um, I've spent a bunch of time researching how to build off-grid houses and things like that. Uh, I've been doing a lot of electrical work in my current house, like uh, rewiring our, our basement so the house doesn't explode. But I feel like there's probably a lot better people, uh, or at least more more qualified. I I feel like I would get assigned 
some sort of more uh, grunt work. I feel like I would want my job to be like village planning and figuring out how to, you know, take all these houses off grid and get power and electricity and, you know, assign people to go scavenge solar panels so we could get everything online. And I feel like in, in reality, they'd be like, yeah, we need you to go get like gather rocks because you're pretty strong and, and, and bring them back here and be like, no, fuck you. I want to be in charge of engineering. And I, and my guess is I probably would have really good suggestions and just keep bugging the shit out of them to try to do it to the point where eventually I annoyed everybody in the village and was ostracized. It'd be like, Jeffy, dig the latrines. <laughs> Something like that. And I'd be like, no, why are we drinking latrines? We could build a, just a septic system, like PVC pipe, survive the apocalypse. Like we have to go find PVC pipe and then you got to get below the frost line. And they're like, fuck you. Like you don't know any of this stuff. Go, go dig the latrines so we can shit in this hole. And I'm like, I don't want to shit in the hole. Listen to me. And then, and then eventually I would get myself kicked out of the village. That's, <laughs> That's the sad part. I think in the apocalypse, I would just end up being a hermit, which is a little bit of a bummer. You know what's scary is I have actually put a lot of deep thought into this question. Um, you know, the whole COVID thing, everybody's like panicking. Everybody's trying to kind of like, um, I wouldn't say go survival mode, but yeah, going a little bit of like, uh, like the end of the world is upon us, you know, survivalist mode. But um, on top of the whole COVID deal, <clears throat> I've always had a fascination of like the zombie genre, zombie lore. And I'd be like, I'd put myself in my imagination. I'd be like, what would happen if zombies actually invaded and, and <laughs> where would you go? Uh, I've gone so far as to actually read um, the zombie survival guide. I'm forgetting the name of the author. I think it's Max Brooks. I could be wrong. But anyway... If that were to, like an apocalypse-like whatever thing were to happen or zombie invasion, blah, 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 I, I, I think my role in this new society would be um, I would have fun being like the, like the scavenger. <clears throat> I guess you could say kind of like the, kind of like the Glenn in uh, Walking Dead where he's like, he's like the guy that has to go out and like find supplies and find shit and like explore and like, I think I'd have fun doing that, like, like wandering around, <clears throat> you know, with like a, like, I actually own a pistol, so I'd have, like, my pistol in a holster and, like, you know, basically sneak around town looking for supplies and what have you. Um, and if I wasn't doing that, I think I would also be, like, maybe, um, like, I'd have a good idea as to how to, or at least I think would have a good idea as to, like, how to, like, like you said earlier about how you'd be, like, the engineer and how to get things, um, like, plant gardens and that kind of deal. Like, I think I'd be that kind of guy, too, like, the the city planner or the whatever, the, the village coordinator. <clears throat> I don't know much about agriculture, but I've spent three years watching off-grid builds uh -huh. uh, and looking at different plans. And like, so, I mean, I, I mean we, we talk about this in real life. I am, I am um, putting together a business plan to uh, pur purchase some land that's not in a homeowner's association so that there's still going to be some building restrictions, but a little bit less lenient. And then actually just develop that property, build build a, uh, not a huge, but probably like a 500 square foot off-grid cabin myself. So, you know, so a solar, uh, septic system, running water, uh, that whole thing. I mean, even as actually earlier today, I was looking at, at some videos just specifically on how to do water collection systems where, you know, the runoff from the roof is using gravity to feed it back into water tanks. And then you have to have a water pump that you can connect into your solar system to pump the water that runs off the roof back through a filtration system into your house. Like I've been studying this stuff <laughs> for years 
again, I'm sure there are uh, people who are much more knowledgeable, but I, I, I know a benefit and a, a negative I have as a person is I can get very attached to some of my opinions. And if I, if I was felt really strong about, no, this is how we'd have to do it, when we're like trying to recover from the apocalypse, I don't think I'd be like, yeah, let's, let's, you know, get along or what's the saying? Something to, to get along. I don't know what's saying. Go along to get along. I think that's sure. the saying where it would just be like, yeah, chill. Like we we can just piss in a, a latrine like you're talking about instead of having a septic system or something like that. So I, it, that would be a, a problem. I think. I think another role I could enjoy doing in this uh, post-apocalypse setting is I think I would enjoy being like the, like the grill master, <laughs> not necessarily like the chef, because I don't know how to cook a lot of stuff, but I would love to be like the guy that's roasting meats and just hanging out behind the grill and drinking beer or drinking like a, a cocktail. <laughs> so I just like doing that. I like being a, a man making meats. Um, <clears throat> some of the other questions in uh, on Reddit or answers on Reddit are cook, baker, butcher. Another guy said gunsmith. Although I... It'd be kind of hard to be a gunsmith if you didn't have all the proper, adequate, like, tooling and stuff. To well, it's also unclear because it says they're coming. So, so, it, it, yeah, I understand your problem with it, with the phrasing of the question. But it's like there's some catastrophic event that happened. Yeah. And now they're sort of coming out of that where it's like, okay, we can rebuild society. But it's very unclear. Like, like what are the threats out there? Yeah. Right? Like... Um, how many people died, like what percentage of the population is around? I mean, it, I, I'm taking it there's not roaming zombies, so I don't know if... Uh, well, we don't know. But, listen, but they didn't say that. I feel like that would be have to be a stipulation in the question. How many people are left? Because um, that's, that's one of the things, like depending on how bad the dev- devastation was, there might be resources galore. Like it might not be that quite bad. as difficult yeah. as some people are thinking. This other user, Iron Wolf two sixty nine, uh, his response is, "I'm lone survivor, and my mission is to kill that guy who always says a settlement needs my help." Okay, yeah, tough guy. <laughs> Let's see. User name Joe Biden, the dictator, says, "I stand around and wait for someone to tell me what to do." <laughs> I think a lot of people would be like that. Like, I don't, I, I have no desire to take charge. I'm just, you just, you point and tell me what I got to do, and I'll do it. Uh, Terror Face says, I'd be a scout or a hunter. That'd be kind of cool. I, can li- I think I could do that. That's it for Ask Reddit. <laughs> I like that question. I really do like that question a lot. Next on the agenda, uh, Aaron, have you seen the na- the latest show on Netflix, The Search for the Last Dragon? I have. You know that <laughs> anytime there's a fantasy show on, uh, on Netflix, I jump right on it. Um, I don't even know why I set the questions up. Like I, I always ask the like, have you ever seen this? And your answer is always going to be yes. I'm just a bonehead with. The, there's there's one time I'm just like, no, I've never seen that, Mondo. What was that like? And then You're I like what? They're like fuck. <laughs> anyway, what, what's the show about? Tell me about the search for the last dragon. Well, see, it, it throws you a little bit of a curveball, right? Because at first you think it's just going to be like a, a typical regular fantasy show you're like oh there's gonna be some guy and he finds out that you know he's he's an orphan they're always orphans right oh, okay they're always orphans and he finds out that oh he's got some sort of special power and he's connected to a dragon and he has to go find the dragon and they make friends and then they they f- kill the evil dark lord there's always an evil dark lord mm-hmm. right and you're like that's what you're thinking yeah that's what they want you and that was actually why i didn't watch it at first because the, the title sounded 
super generic. And, <laughs> and I was just like, was it, it didn't, it didn't catch me, you know? Um, because, because, because there's always right. There's always uh, it's it's the sword of blank. It's the dragon something. The dragon prince. The dragon king. The the what was the Sean Connery dragon one? Do you remember that one? Uh, dragon heart. Dragon heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so swords. The the word sword or the word dragon or blank of blank. That's that's like generic fantasy Mad Libs basically. So I was like, oh, another generic dragon story. So. I, this this did turn things on its end a little bit though, because first, um, the the main character is an orphan, so okay. already already I'm like fuck, like right down this this fantasy trope path. Um, Who who's the actor that plays these, this orphan character lead? You you know what? Let me look it up because I don't know that many teen actors. Like it wasn't somebody that I, that I thought was super super famous because mm. it's it always has to be like a, a younger person right okay so um it, wasn't it ty sheridan the guy from that does the the ready player one? Oh, the 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 actor from ready player yeah one? yeah yeah the, the guy's the actor's name is ty sheridan you know what it was a kid i you know i couldn't i couldn't remember him because he's like looks like 15 other yeah. white actors <laughs> i thought I, you could have been like wasn't it ansel elgort was that him i'm like yeah, yeah, yeah like kind of like white <laughs> nondescript a little little boyish looking brown hair i'm like that describes 15 actors yeah, yeah it was that kid so so he's he's an he's an orphan and it, it starts out where it's like it's like they you know they they've said that his whole village uh was killed by a dragon attack and you, you think that, oh, he's going to have to go and find this dragon and kill it, like typical hero's quest, whatever. Um, except what, what, you, what you find out, it's a little bit more games of, Game of Thronesy, where you find out that um, the, this, the, the, the government, which has, does have a dark lord, there's, like I said, there has to be a dark lord, but he's a little bit different. Instead of just being like this sort of malevolent, evil, evil power, um, you know, like like uh, in Lord of the Rings, there's Sar. Like, what the fuck was Sauron? He was never really clear. He used to be a man or something, and now he's just an eye. You know, it, it, was, it was. I think that was like a weird metaphor for, uh, you know, um, uh, what you call it, uh, like the government spying on you. He big had the brother. eye. He was the, yeah, he was big brother. But in this one, he's an actual government head. He's like the Dark Lord of this this government slash kind of kind of just just a, just an evil political regime. And they're trying to they're trying to demonize dragons. I know that's a little confusing the terminology because there are actual demon on, uh, demons in this world. Oh, so it's like wouldn't you demonize the demons? It makes a lot more sense. But I, so what I guess what I'm trying to say is they're trying to scapegoat the dragons because th- this this um, this government is is trying to uh, take resources from themselves. Like they they found out that there are all these uh, villages that have this very um, rare magical substance underneath them and they don't want to go through all the zoning permits they don't want to pay the the villagers all this shit so what they're doing is they're staging these fake dragon attacks oh and then they're blaming it on the on the dragon plot twist in the middle of the night yeah the, the, oh I, fuck i always i always spoil these things but <laughs> so so and what they're simultaneously doing is since 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 they they are are uh, scapegoating these dragons all these these like parties of heroes are setting off to try to kill the last dragon. And the last dragon's like, yo, I just want to chill on a mountain and like, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to eat some cows every so often. 
you know, or deer that are just free grazing. And like, I just want to be like, like, like die in peace. Like my species has been hunted off. Like, um, every, you know, all, all these, these mighty warriors and magicians and whatnot are trying to kill me. Like, fuck off, man. Leave me alone. I got a question. So does the dragon actually speak? Is it like a speaking dragon? Like, can he really speak? Or oh yeah. Like, or is it like one of those dragons that's like a telepathically can speak to people or. No, he talks. Okay. And he's fucking, he's hilarious. That was one of probably one of the best parts. Like usually the comic relief is he's like the little like plucky side character who's kind of a goof or whatever. The the dragon in this is hilarious. Who who plays the who does the voice acting in the for the dragon? Uh it's it's you know uh Nick Frost from Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. From um Shaun of Shaun the of the Dead, Dead yeah. yeah. And that whole that whole trilogy. He was also in Hot Fuzz. Nick Frost is the dragon. Oh, that's awesome. I love that guy. And it's it's not like as an over the top comedic performances in some of the others. This dragon is basically he he's kind of like a depressed dragon who's just over all of it. Like he's been like I've been alive for like five thousand years. I just don't give two fucks anymore. You kill my whole species, you assholes! Like just leave me alone, you know. And he's and he's. Anytime a dragon has a British accent, it is a little bit funny. <laughs> and it's like Nick, Nick Frost just not giving a fuck, like making inappropriate uh, dragon comments. I mean, of course, of course, obviously, I really like the show. So there are some dick jokes. And there, there, are, there, are, there, is, there is one uh, question where, what, what, was, what was that actor's name again? Ty Sheridan. Ty Sheridan. Yeah, Ty Sheridan. Like, well, so, okay, so, so I'm getting ahead of myself. I, I wanted to just jump straight to the dragon dick jokes. Let me, let me set the, the rest of it up. So basically there, there, there is a little bit of, the, of a mystery element, right? Because he doesn't know that the government is staging all these attacks to, to steal this, this uh, magical metal. And he, he wants to go kill the dragon. He wants to avenge his family. It's like kind of typical. So he, he catches on just as... as uh, a squire for one of these parties that's going to kill the dragon. And I'm kind of confused. Is this like a, like a alternate universe type of a period piece t- deal? Or is this like, Oh, a- this is, this is a complete, a, a new uh, fantasy world. Okay. okay. So this, is, this isn't set in, you know, uh, like alternate, like Scotland or something. Although okay. that would be, that would be kind of interesting, but no, <laughs> no, this, this is its, its own world. He's in this party to go try to kill the, kill the dragon and he's he's basically like the like the caddy you know like when uh these pro golfers are are on tour and they're, yeah they're they're lining up their putt there's like the little like kid that runs out and it's like Here, here's your club mr tiger woods don't bang any prostitutes and crash in a fire crash just some advice i'm just saying like that was a really specific example it doesn't really apply to the show but anyhow he get he go, goes on with this this, this party um and he he he's also not exactly a, a brave hero. Uh, they get to the part where all these warriors. They're, they're, I don't think they had a magician in that party because um, because <laughs> dra- dragons dragons are a little bit more susceptible to magic in this world. It's this is just all warriors. They're just gonna go in and, and like hack and slash and kill this dragon. And there's a part where they're supposed to to charge and he's supposed to follow behind like holding their their banner. Um, and he just he just hides. He's like, "Fuck this!" Like, yeah. You guys are gonna your plan. Like they're 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 going through like the whole like Ocean's Eleven setup of like so. There's like the dragon, and he's just fire breath. And then there's the one entrance into their cave, and they're like setting it all up. And like, yeah. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna charge straight in and stab him in the face. And he's like, "Wait, that's your plan?" They're like, "Yeah, it's foolproof." <laughs> <laughs> and 
So like they charge. He's got the banner and he's just like slinking off to the side and and hiding. And yeah, they just get just just incinerated, just just maimed. Like the one guy, like the dragon, you know, Nick Frost dragon backhands him against the wall, and then he's he's still he he's still hiding, and the dragon can smell. Dragons have great smell, well known fact. And then they have this <laughs> this whole conversation where he's the dragon at this point just wants to be left alone, so he's not trying to kill him. He's just like, what do you do? like? Go away, leave yeah. me alone. Like you can't. Yeah, you're gonna try to sneak up and find the the one scale that's missing, and you're gonna stab me. In my sleep. I don't I don't have a missing scale. You're wasting your time, kid. And he's like, he's like, no, I, you know, I'm just very upset that you killed my family. And they actually like, like have a dialogue. And that is where the, the first, you know, he's, he, the, the, the kid is asking about these raids and the dragon's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Mm. Um, and then the, 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 they're talking back and forth. He's asking about it. The dragon's asking about his life in the village. And that, that is where he does want to know um, where, where dragon decks are. Uh, that comes that kind of comes up organically in the conversation because mm. if you think about it if you saw lord of the rings like you see the underneath shot of the dragon flying and there's no dragon deck and he's mm. very confused about this it's like maybe maybe you're you're blaming uh dragons dying out on humans but maybe it's because you don't have decks like you you know you, you need to make dragon babies and you you, you do find out which, which actually Puts a whole new spin on every fantasy series I've ever seen. Uh, the dragon dick is its tail. Oh, shit. It's just the tip of the tail. And wow. so <laughs> now all these these fantasy properties I've seen where like a dragon's like smashing stuff with its tail. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> so it's basically been dick slapping everybody. Yeah, like like there's like a whole horde of like uh, uh, of uh, knights or whatever, and it just crushes them with its tail. I'm like, oh, you just got... You got walloped by a giant dragon dick. Oh no! Nice. Um, and yeah, and then basically it, it turns into a little bit more of a, a buddy comedy mm. where they're trying to figure out and investigate together these attacks. And because the dragons, you know what? Like I'm gonna I'm gonna die. Some of these adventures are gonna get me, but I don't want to go out with my you know on on uh, with my name being smeared. Like you're not gonna pin this shit on me when I didn't do it. So if I'm going to die, fine, but I'm not going to die accused of crimes I didn't commit. And they're, they're trying to figure out and investigate. And the, just, just the mechanics of a giant dragon and, and this kid investigating are, are a little bit humorous. It's a little bit of a take. And the, the, so the big twist is it's like they do, you know, they do eventually find out that these, these uh, attacks have all been perpetrated by the, the government and he's blaming it on the dragons. And then, then it's not them just trying to like go and destroy the Dark Lord. They have to actually reveal what happened to the public, get concrete evidence, and um, and then the one the one cool fight is they do find out that the reason that they're destroying all these villages is because the like the these, this this metal that's underneath the villages is actually the source of all magic. Mm. It's like magic fuel, right? It's like it's like say if there was some substance in real life. That was underneath the ground, and like it could power like like vehicles and make things fly <laughs> through the air, and like like create create uh, power if it was put into some sort of machine hypothetically, and like maybe that stuff was on some sort of like native land that the the government wasn't supposed to touch, <laughs> and like they just they just were like fuck you indigenous people, we're just gonna take what we want. Like 
something like that yeah, only yeah. could happen in a fantasy world. Yeah. But it's sort of it's sort of like that. But of course, of course, once you know the, the kid finds out that that's what's been going on, he's he's able to get some of the the magic uh, material, and you do find out that he does have powers, which which I was nice because most of these shows. You find out that there's they have the, you know like Harry Harry you're a wizard and like your family is great like you find out right on the get go it actually takes a lot longer like through a good portion of the the uh, the season he's just like a normal fucking kid who can't really do that much which I, I enjoyed he had to he had to be smart he had to be clever he had to use his his uh, people skills a little bit more than just just like yeah I have him super OP right off the bat but then when he finds this this magic material he's he's able to use it. And some of the the tricks and intellect that he's developed through the show gets amplified because he's like, "Yo, now I've got some some magic juice." Oh, got it. Magic juice. That was also uh, just call back to to the Ash Credit subject. That that was one of the, uh, the the series that I posted on my website. Magic juice. Was uh, it? No. You, liar. <laughs> you fucking liar. But so it was it was it was a good show. It was, it was a little bit. Uh, a little bit of a, a, a buddy comedy, a little bit of a detective story, and um, a little bit of a social commentary in this fantasy world where, for once, uh, the dra- the dragon becomes a little bit of the, the the good guy, and it's it's the dragon figuring out how to stick it to his oppressors with his tail. Oh, that's that's. A- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not we, we can't spoil how the dark lord does end up uh oh, dying shit. but if it involves a a, a giant dragon dick slash penis slash tail i'm just gonna say it was a highly satisfying ending who who plays the dark lord what's what's the actor that plays the- oh benedict cumberpatch and he does a great ah. great job there 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 is this is sort of a, a a british uh i guess a british world because as we know all fantasy worlds you have to have a british accent yeah that's one thing. Like you can play with the tropes, but you can't. You have to have a British accent. Got it. Lord of the Rings, British yep. accent. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter. I mean, I guess they were British, but you know, just saying. Awesome. That sounds like a good show. I'm, I'm gonna have to watch it. Yeah. So what's the uh, what's the actual show you watched on Netflix that uh, you wanted to talk about? <laughs> I, I it's funny. I I did, and now that I've clowned on the fantasy genre a ton, I'm like, oh. <laughs> I guess this does fall into a lot of the tropes, but it was it was still an excellent show. So the, the show is called Shadow and Bone. Okay. Um, so right there, it doesn't have sword in the title or dragon or anything. So that that's a positive, Shadow and Bone. The first thing I could say is just the production and the acting is excellent. So right there, that that's a big positive for a lot of a fantasy genre uh, fantasy shows because very often the, the the acting is super campy to the point of being terrible. And a lot of these shows also just, I don't think they have the budget to quite bring these worlds to life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, I think where I was talking about, uh, uh, there's a show called Chronicles of Shannara or something like that. Shannara, uh, where sometimes I get like the sets just, you're like, yeah, you, you guys slapped this together in like an hour, didn't you? Wow. And the costumes look super goofy. So that's one of the things they, they, they had a big enough budget where the co- you know the the wardrobe to the set design i mean that stuff was all just absolutely fantastic um and i thought the show was very well acted that that carried it in some of the places it, it could have been uh, a little bit cliche or or goofy and the special effects out of that aspect of things that might have been the weakest but the special effects were good enough to the point where it never like pulled me out of it where i'm like that just looks 
like cheesy fake ass CGI and I can't suspend disbelief anymore. So that's a huge plus. Like right there, that's this this is this isn't like the the top five percent of fantasy shows I think that have ever been made because most of the other ones will suffer from one or usually all the problems I just uh, talked about. So that's good. I think the most important part is kind of understanding the world. They do some some world building. It wasn't anything like revolutionary or or crazy, but it it was a different take. It was a little bit different than the usual British setting. So to to enjoy the show, you just have to understand the basic basic setup. Because I was very confused. I watched the first episode and I was like, what the fuck is going on? There's a lot of names and, and places and I wasn't sure. I, at first I thought they were taught there these were all different countries and and then basically the setup of this, this world is it, it's it's supposed to be like a like a fantasy version of Russia mother Russia to the the south is sort of like a an asian based world that's kind of supposed to be like based on i, I think the mongols and to the north i guess there was like a more um would that be Sla- like a not slavic but like a like a um like icelandic norwegian sort of culture the the problem is that this this country of i think it's called ravka in the show has been split in half by this uh this rift this like dark rift where these monsters you know fly and it's it's this rift is like made of shadow these like the little shadow flying dragon monsters are in the middle so it's very dangerous to try to cross through and then of course if they want to get from one side of the country to the other without going through this dangerous rift they would have to go to hostile territory to the south or hostile territory to the north in the midst of this world there are are grisha which i was confused they kept talking about grisha and i thought it was a different country of, of like magic people but i guess grisha in this world is 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 to refer to all these sort of magic users and they can perform all all different kind of like there's i guess there's ones who can manipulate like elements they can manipulate like wind or fire um, there's ones that they call heart renders. I mean, I, I guess a, a subset of Grisha that will affect people so they can, you know, speed up or slow down somebody's heart. And a lot of times they use that to soothe them, make them more relaxed. Uh, they could also, I guess, in battle, they could just stop somebody's heart if they need to. The Grisha are shunned a little bit. Like the, the country to the north is just trying to hunt them and kill them. And the country to the south, like the kind of Mongols want to capture them and study them and do experiments so they can figure out how to use that power better. And the Grisha are sort of holed up in this castle in the center, or so the eastern part of Ravka, uh, where they're where they're trying to help the sort of like Ravkin Empire or sort of emperor win some of these wars. So the main character is a fucking orphan because you got to be orphans in these shows, and she does find out that she has. A, a very special Grisha power, which again is, is very standard to this trope, but she she can, uh, I, you know, and I, you know what I don't want to give too many spoilers past that, but like while it it does fall into some of these tropes, one I thought it was really cool where her her finding out that she has this great power isn't immediately like yeah I'm special everything's great and I'm overpowered, you know it's it it's actually a, a like a big problem in this world right because there's a country that to the north that wants to killer just you know they think she's a witch and they just want to abduct her and murder her country of the south would love to to study her and make her like a lab rat and it's a little bit tricky because i guess i guess her parents were her father was was ravkin so he looks like a russian but her mother w- was from the shu empire so she looks more like a mongol so i guess i probably in you know in, in real life i mean this, this actress is is uh, half white half asian mm. so that's that's always a, also a big point of contention because she she looks 
uh, a little bit like, you know, the enemy to the South. So she's got some racial discrimination. And then she finds out she's a, a, this, a Grisha where, like, that's a little bit problematic in some ways in the world. So she, when she gets whisked away to this, this, uh, this, this place for Grisha, it's not like a friendly and welcoming place. It's not like, yay, you're at, you're at Hogwarts. Like, everything's great. Like, your glass just magically refills, and now here's new friends. And, you know, it, it's like, it's kind of tense. It, and it's a little bit darker of a world while I still... I, I'm, I'm assuming the books that this are based on are, are young adult. Like it, it has a lot of these young adult tropes. They're they're not um, they're not kids. They're not Harry Potter age. I mean, they're she's in the military, but so they're probably like late teens, early twenties. I'd give the 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 set design, the the acting, the the props, like all that kind of stuff. I'd give that a, a ten out of ten compared to other shows I've I've seen. Excellent. The world building, I I give it like a six out of ten not not the best i've seen and i think the plot and the story i give it a i give it a a seven out of ten and eight out of ten where it was good it held up like there weren't major plot holes i also didn't feel like it was it was that uh super original because you know what there (laughs) there is also a dark lord in this show you know there's there's an orphan who gets superpowers a lot of it was very standard but one of the one of the best parts uh of the whole show was that there, there is a, a sort of sub story running where there, there are these three thieves who are in Western Ravka, but there's been a bounty put on, on this, this orphan and they want to go kidnap her for like a million, whatever their currency is for a lot of money. And they're fucking hilarious. Like that story was, that storyline was just extremely entertaining. So there, there's some levity in the midst of the, the dark angstiness of this, this story so I for, for me it really hit the spot like a well-acted fantasy story on Netflix that that uh, maybe was not like the most original ever but was was still still good and uh, I'm excited to see a second season how many episodes is in this this season uh, I want to say eight it wasn't super long how how long are the episodes are they like hour long yeah they're they're hours oh shit let me let me double check but yeah it was it was I, I want to say eight are there any uh, actors or actresses in it that I would recognize? Or are they all I, maybe new faces? The, 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 I think the most, fa- see, I don't want to spoil too much, but the, the most famous one, at least the only actor that I recognized was, uh, he, he was basically playing the, the Darkling, they called him in the show, but he was, he was the, the Grisha general, sort of at the head of commanding all these, these Grisha, all these magic users, and he could, he could summon Shadow and manipulate Shadow. And... I knew I've seen him in a couple things. I remember he was he was in the the Netflix Punisher show, and he thought he was good in that. And I know he's been in a couple other things. I think as a, as a uh, a villain, but I I don't know if you'd recognize him or not. The others, all the the younger actors, I don't I don't know if they had been in other stuff, but I I'd never seen them, and I thought they did a fantastic job. Uh, particularly the actor who played Jesper, who was one of the three thieves, and he was sort of like a. Oh, this is the other thing. I didn't even say this. And so in this world, like there, there are guns, um, which was nice. So, so, so it's magic and guns? Yeah. So just just being a magic user, like you're not completely OP, right? Like because they need to do their magic hand signals and stuff to get it off. And you might just get shot in the head while you're trying to do your, your magic. Mm-hmm. So that was actually kind of a nice element where it's not like, oh, okay, you, you can use magic. So you just automatically destroy everybody else. Got it. Um, yeah, one of the one of the other main characters who who is like the the sort of childhood best friend of the the female protagonist, uh, like he doesn't 
as far as we know, at least in the first season, he can't use magic, anything like that. He's just, um, you know, uh, a pretty, pretty good badass fighter and uh, a tracker. But, yeah, he can hold his own and has no magic abilities whatsoever. So that, that was sort of an interesting take. There, it's, there is a little bit of like almost like a, a steampunk aspect to it. Mm. Um, I don't, I don't want to give away too much, but one of the, the great episodes in the show was when these three thieves are to figure out they, they have no way to get to the eastern part of the country in time to kidnap this, this, this girl other than crossing through the rift. And they they cross so they cross through this rift in like basically like a a steam engine going at full speed trying to trying to evade these flying demon creatures in the the dark sh- magical shadows and that that episode was both tense and hilarious. Hmm. One one of probably the best character in the whole show is featured in that episode, but I can't I can't divulge that spoiler. Yeah, don't do out. that. Don't do that because I might. I might end up watching it at some point after my <clears throat> my long queue of other shows that I need to finish watch. Oh, I, I did finish watching uh, Invincible this morning. So. Nice. Um, so, so you're asking, I think Ben, his name is Ben Barnes. Benjamin Barnes was probably the most famous hmm. uh, actor. And I don't, I don't know if you know him from, from anything. I'm trying to look up and see what else he was in besides Punisher. Yeah, I'll have to look it up and see what he looks like because the name is not ringing a bell. But he was in... Dorian Gray. He was in a 2009 movie called Dorian Gray where he played Dorian Gray. I'm assuming that's that's based on the novel Pictures of Dorian Gray, which I, I don't know that's about or ever read. Uh, oh, he was, he was... You know what? That's where you know him from. He was in Westworld. You remember... Did never oh, you never watch watched Westworld? Nope. Nope. Okay. Hey, so this Shadow and Bone, did you say... I don't know if you said this or not. Is this based off of a book? Yes. Book? Oh, okay. Yeah. I, again, I never heard of the books either so i hadn't either um mm-hmm. apparently it, it, it's there's there's books set in this world because they keep talk, talking about it being the grisha verse mm-hmm. uh and i think that's meaning that there there were um multiple books that maybe some of them didn't even connect together but they were just all set in this world and i know there are a lot of people who are familiar with it talking about how the 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 crows you know, the three thieves that i were talking about they weren't even in. So this is based on, I guess, the first book, which I think is also, is called Shadow and Bone. But these these thieves, who were I think a fantastic addition to the show, weren't even in that book. Like oh, they okay. had their own separate book about them. But the the uh, people who are you know writing the the screenplay for the show figured out how to just to weave them into the Got show, <clears throat> which I think was great. I think the sh- I think there were there were three different storylines in the show. Sort of the main storyline with the you know this this very typical fantasy uh, genre, uh, you know, protagonist where she's an orphan, she gets her powers, whatever. It was good, but that that wouldn't have, have really done it for me. The Three Crows storyline was fantastic. There, there were a lot of like, um, almost like Ocean's Eleven elements to their stories where they're like, all right, we're going to have to break into this place and we're going to... It was that, that similar thing where like they're... They're narrating how they're gonna break into the the, the place when then you and then you actually see them doing it, mm-hmm. where it's like we're gonna have to get this part and we're gonna have to get that part and it, and those sequences were just really fun. It kind of captured that that heist element, uh, which was great. And then there was a third storyline that which is a little bit more of like a love story. I'm like, eh. <laughs> everybody said that that was really essential to set up things that were gonna happen in in the future. Got it. Yeah, it was. It didn't didn't add a a, a ton. Like it wasn't. It wasn't bad. I wasn't like, oh fuck this part. I'm gonna fast forward. But there was there was no part where I'm watching this. I'm like, oh, this is fucking awesome. Like the parts that really made me love the show and I got the most enjoyment f- were actually from the the uh, crows, like the thieves storyline. Uh, those were the most enjoyable. Got it. 
Cool. <clears throat> yeah, I'll have to check it out. I'll have to. It'll be like fourth in line or third in line of all the shows I gotta watch, but I'll get there eventually. I don't have anything else. Uh, they took my truck away. I I don't know when the hell I'm gonna get my truck. They've given me my territory for my job, so I don't know when the hell I'll start doing that. But I'm supposed to go to Utah in a couple weeks. I'm not looking forward to that, but hey, whatever it is, what it is, it'll be it'll be okay. I'll be I'll be fine. Actually, because we, 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 we talked about that yesterday a little bit. It was so you, you have to go for like a like a training summer sort of thing in Salt Lake City, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the the other <clears throat> the other coworkers of mine that have had to do the same thing are like, Yeah, there's a cool burger place to go. <laughs> like well, the highlight is gonna be a burger place. Cool. I, I'm wondering though, because because we, neither of us really, I don't think, know that much about Salt Lake City. We like we know there's there's a Salt Lake. Assume you know we're assuming because that's what it's called. We know there's probably some Mormons there. One of the things that I know it's it's hard for me to do sometimes because I, I I tend to have a pessimistic attitude occasionally. But I know it's really helped me where it's like if I can just like reframe things like mentally. And I don't I don't know. This might be hard hard to do for this. If I could go from looking at like fuck like I have to go to Utah to the city that I don't really know about, but people say kind of sucks or whatever to be like, all right, like there's probably cool stuff in Salt Lake city. Like this might be an opportunity for adventure. Like I bet I could find cool things or like somehow make this like an enjoyable memory. Like I said, that might be hard to do, but I know for me, anytime I'm able to like kind of flip that switch, like just change the perspective I'm looking at all of a sudden it goes from like this fucking thing that I go have, I've got to go do because they're making me to be like, Oh, this is going to be cool. Like, I'm going to come away with like a story from this or like a memory or something fun. Well, I've never been. So, I mean, if it, provided they either give me like a a rental vehicle of some sort, like I, I'll, I'll for sure do some kind of exploring. I'll, I'll like at least go find some cool places to eat. And you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not going to get into any trouble because I don't want to. There's a story about how one employee in the past who's no longer with the company, like when they went to their Salt Lake City training, whatever, like they had uh, went to a bar, got real fucked up and picked up a girl at the bar. And then I guess somehow the company found out that this person took. The, oh, so that was the thing is that they have a they have like a townhome type of deal out there. That's the, they, they use it for the company purposes. Whenever people uh, from out of town travel, they use this townhome as they're like in lieu of a hotel. Right. Mm-hmm. So this ex-employee went and got fucked up, went to a bar or something, and then picked up a chick and brought that chick back to this townhome. And apparently, like, the owners of the company found out that he took this rando to the townhome. And, like, I don't know if that was the reason why he got fired, but that I'm sure that contributed to the reason why that that employee got let go because, you know, they don't want you to bring in dirty, nasty hoes back to the uh, the company townhome. What my takeaway from that story was, like, don't don't bang strange in the yeah, town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I, I, also, like, it sounds like you have you would have some free time, right? Yeah, I think. I yeah, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I'm gonna. You know, I think what they're gonna do though is they're not gonna put me up in, the, in that town home because of the whole COVID deal. They're like, yeah, just get a hotel room. Like, so I'll be in a hotel room. Well, can you can you get any hotel? I don't know. I'll have to. I'll find. I'll find that out tomorrow when I call. There's a. Apparently, we have a person in the in the company that uh, like books the flight and the hotel and all that shit for us. So I, I really don't know what I'm gonna. I'm have I'm access I'm, to. I'm looking up right now like things to do in Salt Lake City, and one of them they said unwind at the Grand Spa. So they're like while at the Grand American Hotel, you must visit the Grand Spa for some pampering. Oh yeah, if if I have my choice, I'm gonna tell them about because you know me. Like when we were in Durango, I was looking forward to the. 
the hot tub dealio, and then I ended up going to the bar to go listen to live music instead because that that that's priority for me. Um, I mean, I'm looking at this hotel; it looks absolutely ridiculous. I I have a feeling they might be like, yeah, you don't need a whatever it is, three hundred dollar night hotel oh, okay. room. I think there are some cool stuff, and I, I, the other part I didn't really think about it. I guess like Salt Lake City, it's like the the capital of like the Mormon world. Yeah. So they have like the Mormon Tabernacle there. It's yeah. a crazy looking building. You could there's all all sorts of uh, I'm sure interesting Mormon things you could learn about there. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll pass. I'll respectfully. I, I would 100. <laughs> percent I, I think like e- even if you're not interested in the religion, like you don't want to, you're not, not looking to uh, convert to to LDS. Just something about like religious buildings is is interesting. There's so much um, gravity and and like emotion that gets put into them. So I I think it's cool seeing them. Yeah, we'll see. I, I I don't know. So my last job, I had a, a coworker of mine that was Mormon, and he'd have me whenever he was in California, he'd have me drop him off at like the Latter Day Saints Temple thingy in uh, in like in Los Angeles, and it was it was like it was pretty much like its own little mini town. Like there was a security gate to get into the place, and like they had their own you know worshiping area and their own like uh, residential area for people. That was that were there could you know stay there and what have you, but it felt very. I didn't get out or anything. They had like a welcoming center, but it felt very like kind of secretive, like like uh, like not really open to the public. So I don't know how much of that I'll actually get to explore. Dude, Mondo, go undercover. Yeah, right. Tell them you want to convert. <clears throat> you're you're gonna be. I mean, I, I think there's that. The Mormon, I know the Mormon church has really been pushing to kind of have more diversity because they want to keep growing. And they're like, yeah. there's only like so many white people in Utah. We need to. So because if you look at their um, at like a lot of their, their uh, advertising, like pamphlets and stuff. Now there'll be like a black Mormon person. There'll be an Asian. <laughs> so you could you could you could be the first Mexican. Picture Mormon. yourself. Yes. Yeah, like you'd be like the Mexican Mormon. I'll just have to like uh, pack my white shirt and black tie and like my bicycle helmet and like yeah. just try to sneak in. Just go undercover. Infiltrate the Mormon church while you're there. <laughs> yeah, maybe. We'll see. Uh, it's, it's not all glue. I'm not like. I'm not like all doom and gloom about it. It's more of not being in my apartment, in my bed. You know, that that's like, eh. You know, it, 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 I was like that even when I had to go to Vegas for my last job. Let's put it that way. And Vegas is like a giant playground. It was just like kind of like, eh, I'd rather be in my bed. But, you know, I guess I'll, I'll have never, I've never been. So, you know, I'll get to explore and check it out and see if there's any cool stuff to do. But. But yeah, I don't I don't have a whole lot more for this week's episode. Do you, Aaron, have anything else to say to sign off? Nah, I think I'm good. <laughs> All right. Well, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We will see you guys next week. Enjoy this episode and tell your friends about it. Bye. Hey, everyone. Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you.